Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass-produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know, that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. But anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean-crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good like Marnie said and we love the fact that there's no added sugar they're free of chemicals and pesticides they're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices and they have very low sulfites which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day and you know it's summertime it's patio season it's so nice to just get outside if you enjoy having a glass of wine um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar, and we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar, that's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D-C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. Hello and welcome to episode number 38 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are beyond excited to share with you today's episode with the wonderful Yasna Borzna. In fact, so much so that we initially had planned to have this episode drop in the fall. And given the powerful conversation that we had and so much of what she shared with us, it's extremely relevant to what everyone needs right now. We decided to drop it very shortly after the actual interview. So as a little bit of background, Yasna is an internationally recognized life and business coach who is passionate about helping people thrive in not only their businesses, but also in their lives. She has over a decade of experience and has amassed proven resources and strategies for people to achieve meaningful goals and build rich lives. Whether it's helping with your life's purpose, decision-making, life balance, accountability, or bringing a vision and business into reality, Yasna will focus on your dreams and goals and use strategic and intuitive tools to help you reach your full potential. And while we highly recommend working with Yasna through one of her mastermind programs or one-on-one, you don't need to hire her to learn and gain clarity and results. We absolutely recommend you follow her on social media and check out a lot of free resources that she has available to everyone on her website. In this conversation, Yasna gets very personal and she shares her background and journey and how her entire life has prepared her for this current pandemic. She talks about why she believes that 2020 is the greatest gift of the century. And after listening to our conversation, we believe that you will too. 
We discuss what Yasmin believes the universe is trying to tell us through this pandemic, as well as the current Black Lives Matter movement, which is that we all need to reset, pause, and slow down. So with that, let's dive right into this inspiring, motivating, and insightful conversation with the wonderful Yasna Borsna. Yasna, thank you so much for coming on the Art of Living Well podcast today. Marnie and I are honored and so excited for our conversation. We both owe you so much as you literally brought us together. And I remember it was back in June of 2018 at Modern Well when Marnie and I met during your amazing mastermind program. And I can honestly say that participating in your mastermind was one, if not the best things I did for myself and my business that year. And the experiences that you and the other participants you know, provided have forever changed who I am as a health coach and an entrepreneur. And I know Marnie probably feels the same way. We, you know, Marnie and I connected immediately. We had all these commonalities. We'd gone to the same health coaching program together and had similar interests. And we started running workshops together. And now here we are, you know, creating the Art of Living Well podcast. So you've always been so supportive and encouraging of both of us, providing resources and community, even your photography skills, which are amazing, um, long after the mastermind ended. So we are just thrilled to have you on the podcast today. You're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I am the one who's so honored. Thank you for this honor. I'm so blessed to be here. Oh, well, we are just excited I'm to so share. So happy to have you. Yes. Thank you. Um, so you have such an interesting and heartening background and story that we would love for you to share with our listeners. You know, it's obviously laid the foundation for who you are today. So if you could just dive right in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, and we were talking earlier how for the longest time I did not talk about it because I didn't want that experience to define me. Um, but I, um, as a child, was living in former Yugoslavia, um, in particular in Bosnia, and I ended up in the civil war in the 90s. And um, I ended up in a refugee camp and my father ended up in a concentration camp. And that was still in this century, it was happening in Europe which a lot of people don't know about because crap like this happens all over the country, all over the world. So for me, we're like, you know, in no man's lab, we felt like no one cared. And here I am an eight year old child in a refugee camp without, you know, relying on someone else to give me food and nourishment and, and clothing. And for, interestingly, I, I think, you know, it lasted five years. So the, the war did, and it was, I mean, as you can imagine, horrid. So I really moved on for the most part because when you're when you're living through war, there's no oh poor me. You just have to get through it. You as a child, you're like watching your parents. You're trying to get fed. You're trying to help your parents. You're trying to do the best that you can. You're trying to freaking run away from grenades so you don't die. And you know, it, it, and there's a lot of the moments that have made me me. But the moment I came into the U.S., it was like I you know, I came here for undergrad and I forgot about it. I was like, oh my God, like how could, it's all great. It's moving forward, forward, building life. And, you know, it was only um, two years ago that I realized after I went back to Bosnia 20 years later, that I was hit with major PTSD. And it was like, oh mm -hmm. my God, I went through hell and back. And I honest to God, full disclosure, never, ever acknowledged it. 
right? Because when you're going through something hard, you have to plow through it. And you don't, you don't, and I was so grateful to be in this country. To me, this is the greatest country in the world. I'm so, this is my country. This is my home. And people have taken me in and I've been so blessed a million times over. I didn't want to look back. But then when I went back, it was just these flashbacks of like, being beaten and dragged through the windows of the the school and like all of these things and my husband's like what is wrong with you I'm like I have no idea and it was just like you know I stayed there for two days and then I fled to Croatia because I literally couldn't stand to be in my hometown and I think for me it's a very powerful reminder especially right now with COVID is that every one of us is going through trauma right now we may not want to call it that but that's exactly what it is it may not be war, but it's trauma. We're all living in a state of fear and we will remember it. I pray that our children are not scarred forever by what this is going to look like. And I think that the body keeps the score. And if we don't um, you know, uh, uh, talk about it and it basically address what is happening to us, especially as, as children, we're so susceptible to, to, to that. For me, it was like, I wasn't lovable. No one cares. I'm not worthy. You know, it, all these stories that I made up, I remember living in a refugee camp and um, um, I was pulled by my uncle to be taken to a refugee camp because um, the bombing, they were bombing our city. So for three months, it wasn't three months, for a whole month, I think, I was without my parents. So I was alone in a refugee camp and I had this distant uh, uh, relatives. But I remember at night, all of the other children were held by their parents and I was in the corner by myself. And I made this story that is like, you know, I'm, oh my God, no one is holding me. I, I'm not lovable. And it's, it's, you know, I look back and it's like, oh my God, how yeah, the little child knew nothing. She just didn't have her happen to not have her parents there. But for 20 years, I ran a racket of I wasn't lovable. So it's this programming that happens. No matter, and this is war and refugee camp, but it can be someone's dog dying. It can be parents separating. It can be a friend leaving you in a very, uh-huh. it doesn't matter. The stories we make up run it, their course and affect us long term. And I think it's a really good reminder that we all have some kind of a trauma that we have to deal with, or it's going to come and haunt us later on. And I mean, I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I'm so like emotional right now by what you're just saying. But I feel like the way that that must have had an effect on you even today and what's going on with COVID you must have so much maybe more perspective about this you know yes we're living in a pandemic we the kids can't go to school we maybe can't go on with the our lives the way we want to but we have food we have our families for the most part right we have shelter we're safe we're not you know being gunned down or running from grenades so you just must have so much perspective on this right now you know, I do. And I think it's, I think that my entire life has prepared me for COVID, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I, while people are feeling very rattled, I have never felt more peaceful and at home because I know that this will pass 500%, a thousand percent. Like, you know, I know statistically I shouldn't be saying that, but like, I'm just going to say it. It's going to pass. 
because everything passes and it's soon enough, we are going to forget about it and most people go back to normal, which I think is a mistake. So first and foremost, I want to say that again, repeat that this is something traumatic. And anytime a, pull, a rug is pulled from under our feet, we lose balance. And that can be economy crashing, losing a loved one, whatever it is, right? People have right now, there's like, I mean, we're fighting about freaking masks, people, okay? Like this, it's got, people are like arguing, right. getting physical in the stores. So <laughs> that should tell you the level of, of heightened anxiety and fear. When we do not fear, we do not behave that way. So I think it's very, it's important to acknowledge that this is a very difficult time. Yet, I believe that whatever was happening in our lives before, it's only exacerbated in COVID. Emotional anxiety, exacerbated in COVID. Relationship at home, bad, exacerbated during COVID. Your fitness regime, not on exacerbated. Your lack of discipline, exacerbated. So everything is just basically you're being shown all of your shadows and saying, are you willing to work on them? Are you willing to actually do something? It is by far, I have goosebumps all over my body right now. This is by far the greatest year that we may have not asked for. Mm -hmm. I believe that this is the year of pure awakening of, you know, people say, well, let's just go back to the way it was. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back to the way it was. I, I mean, I saw people, I serve people every single day who are so overwhelmed. They hate their jobs. They hate the commute. They hate shuffling their kids to 3 million activities. We are obese, unhealthy, heavily medicated, I don't know. Some things I feel like we've been going array for a long, like in the wrong direction for a long time. And this is the reason. It's almost like Mother Earth got pissed off and said, You're all on timeout. Totally. I completely yes. agree. 100%. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. I, I kind of like it. And while financially I have been severely affected, my husband was laid off. So, I'm not, I'm not insensitive when people are listening to this, to the fact that their businesses are, they're going to go out of business. There are people that are going to lose their homes. There's all of these things that are going to happen that, that, um, that are really real. And I really feel that, but I feel like there's the greater gift is if you didn't have savings before that you've been told to have savings for how many years now? Now, are we, are we going to listen finally? Are mm -hmm. we finally going to listen? Because I don't live very like, lavishly, right? People are like, well, you make such great income. Like, yeah, I don't have TV, do you? I don't eat out. I, but also, I could now work for a year and I will be just fine. So I think that's the monetarily we're waking up. And secondly, we don't need as much. So the focus is what are the most important things that we really need? Parents for the first time in their lives are spending actual quality time with their children. Like, God forbid I sat down and painted with my children or read a book or we did something as a family, right? Uh -huh. And I think lastly, most importantly for me, the aspect of resilience I can overcome whatever life throws at me. There's an incredible book that someone recently recommended to me. And the moment they told me that the title of it, I ordered it, it said, Coddling the American Mind. Yeah. We are being coddled. We can't, we're raising children who cannot, are 
not able to sustain any pressure or any overwhelm. They're just like, they're immediately we go to meds or we run away and like, I can't handle it. I'm, I quit. I, I just can't do it. And I'm like, that's not very good for our country people. Right? No, that's a really good point. Right? And then lastly, it's the spiritual aspect. For me, it's like, I am telling you, um, not just COVID, but then the racial unrest in Minneapolis. When I saw the military and all of that, like I got triggered again, like for me, that's a war scene. Like I hide under a table like that. So like all of these things, like things are happening. It's insane. I'm like, you know what? Good. It's about time. Sometimes we need to burn things down to rebuild them all over again. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I've had these same thoughts and you know, it's funny recently you talked about like going back to normal and everyone just wants to go back to normal. And I said, this is the new normal. We don't, we should not be going back to the old ways. And so last week we found out when we got back from vacation, my son was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID. We all hunkered down. So we literally got back. We've been gone for six days. We went into self-quarantining. We got tested. We found out he was positive, you know, and of course you're all upset at first and he's missing lacrosse tournaments and missing a bunch of things. And I was just kind of, I was actually very calm about it. I mean, it happened and I was just thankful that he doesn't have any symptoms. So he's completely asymptomatic. The rest of us are too. And aside from the fact that he's had to be away from us for the last 10 days, which is hard, we've just, we've stopped. And I almost, I told my husband, I said, the universe was telling us that we started ramping back up. The kids started getting busy with their activities. We were going back to some of our old ways. And we just needed to slow down and reset. And that's what we needed. And so we just, he, like, it's like we needed to have that positive test because it was the only way that would force us to go back. And now we're having family dinners again and playing games during the week, which we had done, but then had stopped doing because we all got busy. Yeah. The fact that you were separated from your son breaks my heart. Now I think that um, there's a lot of misinformation. I think that we are living, people are really freaked out. There's an immense state of fear. And I'm begging everyone to reset and pause and literally slow down their, um, you know, amygdala, the, 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 the activity of the amygdala to uh-huh. breathe a little bit because things are not as dire as we think they are. I think that this is not very good that happened on a global level. It just hit the entire country. But I think that there's so many blessings that have come from this and it will pass. I promise everyone. So why don't we spend the time that, and, and compared to what people go through, this is nothing. I mean, staying at home, watching Netflix while we have a takeout. I mean, yeah. come on, let's just. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you, you can put this in perspective very I mean, well. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so I think that w- there's an opportunity to, are we going to actually look at the things that are now working? Are we going to say, I'm actually really unhappy in my marriage. I'm actually really unhappy at work. I'm actually really severely unhealthy and I haven't been following a, any kind of a fitness or diet plan. Um, Am I really not present with my children? I will tell you this, the biggest thing that happened to me was like, I'm not a big phone person, especially around children. I spend insane amounts of time with my children. You both know that. Like for me, when I say family first, it's family first. However, the level of addiction for me on checking Instagram was out of control. It was five to six times a day. And the, the kids are like, mom, mom, you're not listening. I'm like, oh, oh how, how, inter- it is, it is a dopamine hit. 
especially when 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 I'm scared or think I'm I don't have connection with humans. So it was like, but the greater dopamine hit for me is like actually playing around with my kids, building that you know tent under my kitchen table, and you know going out and hugging some trees. So I really had to kind of pivot and say, what are my dark shadows? It was, what else do I have to deal with from my childhood that I have never dealt with? And believe it or not, I have a lot. Like there's shadows, the things that I'm like, the wordiness, the shame, the guilt, all of these things that I felt like I never, I don't have to deal with it. I'm perfect. I'm fine. I'm just not fine. I'm not fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's things that I have to deal with. And I think with, with really technology, I just decided like it's simply not worth it. It's not worth my children thinking that my phone is more important than they are. Absolutely. I think, like you said, there's this mirror that has come in front of us and it's, you know, it's showing us all of our, uh, our dark shadows, if you will, or just, right? It's like tr- truth. Like the truth is there now in front of us and we've had more time to to think about it and and what are we going to do about it what are we going to what are we going to how are we going to use that information right and i think that's the key marnie because we can just we can stay in this state of stress and panic and worry and just hope that we call you know the old normal comes back or we can actually take the time recognize that there's changes in all of us that need to take place every single Mm -hmm. one of us and look at the silver lining, which is something Marnie and I talk about all the time, because I literally think there's a silver lining in every day and every unfortunate situation. I, my kids are sick of hearing about it because it's really been pronounced because of everything going on with COVID. Um, and, and that's where, you know, the hard work needs to take place. And, you know, maybe you can share some thoughts. We've talked a lot about what the universe is trying to tell us, but what can we all start doing? What are some of the things that are kind of universal to almost all of us right now? Almost all of us. I think that looking into ourselves and getting to know who we are is the key for business owners, career um, folks, um, uh, moms, uh, stay-at-home moms, basically for every single human there is. So the thing is, is that we're running away from ourselves. I really do believe that all of us have been, there's a reason we're living through COVID 2020. We chose to be here. We are the ones that we have been asking for. And there's something happening that I don't know if you're noticing, but the people are awakening. They're saying the corporate shackles, this is not life. We're not spending time with our children. We're not breathing the fresh air. We're not, people are getting more, for me, the amount of my friends getting cancer and getting sick, I'm frankly really sick of it, right? Uh-huh. And so when I look around, what are the major causes? The causes are emotional trauma that is not processed and hasn't been resolved, and it's the EMF, and it's the stress, and it's the foods that we eat. To me, uh-huh. that is what compounds all this ease in the body. And I have dealt with all of it. I had nine miscarriages, for God's sake, when I was, you know, chasing the, the, the American dream and working um, 12 hour days. And there was nothing wrong with me. And one, finally a fertility doctor asked me, he's like, how's your job? And I was like, and I literally sat down and it was, and it was like this, this big light bulb. I think it was, he asked me that after my sixth miscarriage. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, well, how's your stress level? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that could be the thing. Lo and behold, the moment I resolved that, I had two kids in a year. 
So the proof that, you know, you too, what I love about you too is that for there's the, this world is paved with quick fixes. Mm-hmm. You too have always believed in simplicity and the things that always work. And it's the good health and what makes for good physical and mental health. You are the champions of it. And I salute you. And I think that there's not many people who are actually, who can stand the ground like that. And if you look it's it, to be optimally helped to live, you know, the, the, to live well, we actually do not need a lot. We need to go back to simplicity. So the first thing is to get to know yourself. What are you being triggered by? What do you have really strong emotions around, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What are the dark crevices of the soul? Where are you? Be radically honest with yourself. Are you happy in your marriage? Are you happy at your work? Are you being present with your kids? Are you slacking off because you're afraid you'll never amount to anything? Write them down. There's an incredible power. You don't have to share with anyone. Write it down, burn it. I don't care. But you becoming radically honest to yourself, there's this cathartic moment. Then when you do that, there's, then it actually, the answer is very simple. You know what to do. We all know what to do. Mm-hmm. We all do. And I think the answer is always going back to simplicity. Do less. It's always about doing less. It's always about um, going back to what really matters. You know, um, I was talking uh, last week, I went to Boundary Waters for a week. And I mean, the first day uh, we realized there's no reception. And here I am in the woods, literally like holding up my phone and like... (laughs) (laughs) And my husband, like, if you could only see yourself right now. And it was this moment that is like, I am so addicted to this. Like, uh, oh, God forbid I became not, you know, I was disconnected. And then I just like the moment he said that he's an excellent coach for me. He triggers me, but he reminds me of what's what's really um, uh, important. I didn't I didn't see my I turned it off. I was like, OK, that's it. And what was really beautiful is that every single morning we, we had a tent and we had the, you know, the, that was our basic shelter. And we would get up every morning. We have to make the fire in order to make the breakfast and the coffee. And it was so simple. We worked for it. We, you know, we went and we would get fish and then we would put it on the grill with some corn and some, you know, and then found some blueberries and wild that we ate. And it was like, we don't need a lot. And it's actually much better than anything I can ever buy or be, be served. Well, and how, how, um, good does that feel to know that you can live off the land like that with very little that's a skill that like that is really that's got to feel so good inside like when I think about that like I probably could do it but I'm not a hundred percent sure like I could build my own fire and gut my fish and I mean I could do it if I had to but yeah you can everyone can right but like it's just, I don't wanna, listen, if I have electricity and I have an access to it, if I had to choose, I choose this office and I choose my comfortable bed. Absolutely. And no okay. Any given time. Uh, what I'm saying is the metaphor is the, the, what I draw from that. Like, it's like we have mm-hmm. the pieces of 2020. So it's not like, let's all go live in tents. That's not what <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, it, there was, what was really beautiful is that my circadian rhythm kicked in and I was so fully present with my husband and my children. And I, 
I, it's, it's just the, the thoughts vanished. I didn't see hear a single word about elections or COVID for a week. It was just like this distant memory. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, we really don't need as much as we think we do. I look around my office all the time and all the gadgets and all the stuff and I'm constantly, what can I get rid of? Because honest to God, majority of the time I have, I'm organizing stuff that I'm just, you know, buying for, for no reason. So I think the, the, the big thing is, um, for me, simplify your life. Children do not need 35 activities. You think because you didn't have them because you're gonna, you know, you all of a sudden you're gonna they're gonna become agassy if you put them in tennis lessons. Children are more than that, they're gonna resent you. And what they really want, they want to be tickled silly. They want to be like building forts with you. They want I think that they need that more than anything. And I struggle with this because my friends are like, Yasna, you're just so like out there and I don't actually not even like my spending that much time with my children or like I don't know how to do that I'm like you don't have to play with them I don't like to play cards on the floor I hate it but give them five minutes of it just so they feel seen and then you know what I mean so I think focusing on really matters and what really matters and for you again this is why I love the two of you that you are experts at that this art of living well do less focus on meaning who are you as an authentic human? Um, why are you here? Where is your community? What, how can you be of ser- service in this world? Because so much of it, number one thing, number one desire of people in America is to become famous and become millionaires. That makes me so sad. And to think that I didn't get caught up into that would be a total big, massive lie. I've got caught up into that so much, so many times, but that's never the solution. And it's never, it's it's just, it's not. So I think it's this big shutdown is a reminder of what, what really matters. Why are we here? What is the the reason for for living what is my purpose what is my dharma how can i be a better human what does it mean to have a life well lived the we're constantly defined by the amount of money we make and the amount of followers we have that's very dangerous because it's all related to our if that's our worth we're in big Mm doo-doo so so what do you do personally every day to help yourself stay like grounded and happy and positive? You're, you, from what I know of you, you are a very positive person, very happy, very grateful. So what are the, you know, steps you take to, to get yourself there every day? So it's not every day. And whoever tells you that it's every day are lying. Okay. Regularly. (laughs) Regularly. Thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) Toxic positivity that that Instagram has created is like, I'm always. And no, it's not true. I actually go on my stories when I'm very sad. And when like yesterday morning, I was having a real moment, like a triggering moment from war. I went on stories and I talked about it because people need to know that everyone has something. So I have days when I'm just like, oh, I just feel unmotivated. And I'm now sometimes I'll say mm-hmm. all day. Right. So it's like it's human. It doesn't happen often only because of how I have created my life that I don't let myself get there often the moment. So I think that um, consistency in habits is going to be key. How you do 
you know, how you live your every day is going to be an, is going to be an indicator of what your life is going to be like. So for me, meditation mm -hmm. is huge. Meditation, meditation, meditation. It took me forever to understand, like, I don't I can't sit cross-legged. I really actually cannot sit cross-legged, like physically, I cannot. I have a dislocated hip. So I thought that if I didn't sit cross-legged, I didn't know how to meditate. <laughs> Such a baloney. Like mm -hmm. right now I meditate in my bed in the morning. I just prop myself up, right? So, um, mm -hmm. but I, I don't sit cross-legged. Sometimes it's walks in nature. Sometimes it's affirmations. Sometimes it's saging the living heck out of myself if I had a bad dream. So I think for me that morning um, intention, like for, I have a full day today, full of meetings. I'm showing up here with you. I cannot show up you would notice if i wasn't on right so mm -hmm. i owe it to myself i create these processes where i have to be on so i clean my energy and i set an intention for the day whether it's journaling or reading course in miracles or um sometimes i will sing sometimes i will clean my kitchen so i don't think that there's this thing that you do every single day ask yourself what do i need right now mm -hmm. there has been times where 4 a.m i get up and i answer all the emails because I literally have been tossing all night from the overwhelm of how much I have to do. So what's going to make me feel like I can actually relax and go to my meditation is to respond to 30 emails. Uh -huh. So I think it's very different, but meditation for sure. Number two, we have stepped away from the greatest resource in the world for any kind of well-being, and that is mother nature. Studies show that after 20 minutes of spending time in a nature, all of our hormones balance, our cortisol significantly decreases in the body. I'll put like, oh, I look it up. I'm not, I am not bullshit. I can, I, I feel it. Yeah. I mean, I literally can feel that. I get outside and I feel better always. Yeah. That's like the thing, if I'm upset, that is the one thing that always makes me feel better. Yes, go hug some trees. Like yeah. people make fun of me. My children right now, they 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 love it, and they're we are all literally it's a family of tree huggers. But they didn't make fun of me initially. <laughs> if I feel like sometimes, and when I if and you can try it, I actually invite all of you to try it and and suspend your disbelief for a second. Hug a tree, and just think about it. Those trees are sometimes thirty meters long, or pardon me, roots. So 30 meters, like it's really long. It's freaking long. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's, so they're going super deep into the ground. You are pulling all the energy from mother guy. So sometimes I will feel and you will, I will actually feel the pulsing energy of the tree. I know people tell me I'm crazy. I can feel it and you, no one can dissuade me. And I think that when uh, it's in Minnesota right now, we have not very much left time left until it's really frigid and we can't go out. So take advantage, 15 minutes, just go make yourself go and literally figuratively smell the damn roses because it's going to do well for your physical and mental well-being. Mm -hmm. I cannot agree more either. And I think, I know you've talked about this on your stories and you talk about hugging the trees. I am literally going to get out there today and I'm going to make my kids and they're going to laugh at me and probably only my youngest will even maybe potentially do it with me, but that's okay because I, I believe that. And I, I mean, I know for me, even during the last several months, I can't even bring myself to working out inside anymore. Like I'll say, oh, I'm going to go 
in my basement and do a class or lift some weights. And it just like pulls me like the sun. We've had this most gorgeous weather, first of all, yes. the summer has been amazing. And it just pulls me. And I just, all I want to do is go outside and walk every single day and multiple times a day now, which mm -hmm. is another, for me, a big silver lining in all of this. Yeah. You know, another thing that I didn't mention, I think it's important. Um, uh, I don't know if you have noticed that um, if, you know, if your audience is feeling a little bit hazy, like I'm not on, like I feel a little slow, quote unquote, I feel like I just feel kind of lazy. And there's actually energetically what is happening is that all of our, all of our, our feelings in the world actually believe that we are just being given from all of the, the hustle and the aura and the pressure our, um, uh, all of our systems are literally taking a break. It's like, they're just finally, it normally we feel, I think the word is numb. So if you're feeling numb, my dear God, you are not alone. It's okay to feel numb because it's better than anything else. But in that you can say, okay, what can I start to feel? And I think the greatest opportunity to feel alive is when we sleep well, when we eat proper nourishment and we are in nature receiving the vitamin D, the sunlight, and we're connected to, to the energy in, in, the, in nature, in the forest, and God knows here in Minnesota, we have it all around. All of a sudden, when your physiology comes into balance, your mind, the clarity comes into balance. It's amazing how that happens, right? Oh my God. I, and I tell you, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've noticed too, like during this time, you know, some days I wake up and I'm so energized and I'm excited to work and I, I'm just like jazzed about everything. And then some days I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel like doing any work. I, I just want to be outside, read my book, deadhead my flowers, water the plant, you know, just like, just do nothing, like not do nothing, but just do like things that I normally wouldn't do on a work day. And I'll beat myself up about it. And then I'm like, well, clearly that's what I needed. Like I clearly needed to take that break from sitting at the computer all day and get outside and do other things. We all need it. If we all took a month off complete, forget about month. If we took a week off and actually off, like just completely disconnected, I guarantee you that when you come back, you will be so freaking fired up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. We all, no one does that anymore. Even when we go on vacation, we were talking about like, I, that was the first time in 10 years I had no reception or email. And first, it's a gift, right? Yes. But that's so sad because right. even before when I went camping, it's nearby. It's like, I always have my phone and it works. I check my email, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's something to be said about hitting the pause. I still believe this is, we're going to look back at 2020 as the greatest gift of the century because we are being asked to pause, to reset, to realign, because 2020 is going to be wonderful and beautiful and majestic and abundant. And are you going to be ready for it? Because after every darkness and crisis, guess what happens after war? Rebuilding, hope, amazing things are happening, right? There's, there's the remnants of what, what is happening if you didn't deal with it during uh, what was happening. But there's, you know, I think things are going to get worse frankly, before the end of the year, before they get better. And I rejoice in every part of it because 2021 is going to be absolutely amazing. I affirm and declare that for everyone listening. And if you're not believing it, get, get, get in the right mindset. And if you need to pause, we have been given a gift of pause. Mm -hmm. We have been forced to slow down 
and we're complaining about it, get out of here. Take it and run to, if you're like, I, I, I just feel like every time I have done that, I remember after I had the season of PTSD brought back, I stopped working for a month and I walked every single day, every single day. And I went really faced whatever I had to face. That was in 2018. And then 2019, I had the best year that I had in a decade. And that's because I paused and I reflected and I dealt with some of the things. So I am the bearer of good news. If you're listening to this, listen, I have full sympathy for people who are sick, losing jobs and all of that. Even so, we have the government that is still supporting us. No, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario for none of us is really bad. It's bad for our ego, but it's not really bad for us. So I, I, I'm very hopeful. I'm such an eternal optimist. I, I literally, people um, hate me for this. They go into arguments with me around it, but I will not stop being the bearer of good news. I think, I really think we're going to look back at 2020, save this clip, mark my words. We're going to look back and we're going to say, oh my God, Yasna was right. And not just, not just because I, uh, simply because I've seen this so many times. I know what comes. I've seen this movie before. It ain't my first rodeo. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's going to get better. And I think we need to get better at resilience. We need to stop coddling our minds and coddling our children. Life inherently is not easy. We're going to have loss. We're going to have hard times, hardships, financial, mental. Otherwise, life is not, you know, um, roses and unicorns. unicorns. There's well, and I, yeah, I think that's such an important point. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. It's that's such an important point, and especially the coddling of the children, which I definitely do. Um, you know, I was telling Stephanie before we you got on the call. It's my daughter's birth this birthday this weekend. I want everything to be perfect for her because you know so many things have not gone her way the, the way she wanted it to go this summer. So I want her to have like this perfect birthday. And Stephanie's like, well, my kids didn't get anything for their birthdays. And they're just dealing with it. And I'm thinking in my head, yeah, you know, resilience is important and they do need to learn that. And I don't know what the right answer is. You know, you want to make things special for your kids. There's no wrong answer. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make your kids like this. I live for it. I live for making their smiles and making them happy. But when I take away problems for them, I'm actually creating damage for them long-term for life. What happens when I'm not around? They need right. to know that mommy's not going to be there to scoop up the problem. So what you're doing, birthdays, are, I, I get it. Like, I totally get it. I mean, it's why I take them to, again, we're going to Boundary Waters again next week. And my husband's like, is this a little too much? I'm like, nope, we're not. <laughs> yeah. like, we're going because kids love it so much. But yeah. They're also learning a lot. Like they are the ones fishing. They're the ones cutting the fish with the knife that people will tell me you're insane. You have a five-year-old, six-year-old. They're the one, you know, setting the fire and playing with the fire. And I think that, I, I don't know, it's life is always going to throw us curveballs. And we have got to learn that by, by um, taking away problems and making it easy, the mama bears protecting, fighting every battle for their children. Uh, just think about what kind of life you're creating for them. That's I think what, that's Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I lost you. I lost you, Marnie. I said, I think a lot of people need to hear that mama bear line. You should just repeat that one more time. 
Yeah, it, I mean, the mama bear mentality or helicopter parenting is actually hurting your children. And I think that there are books written about it because you're telling mm -hmm. your children that they're not strong enough to handle their own crap. And they are. Children are stronger and way more resourceful than we are. I guarantee you that. Because the things that my children come up with, because they don't know any better, I'm like, oh my God. I had my son after the, the riots and I told him like the buildings have been burned down. He put a table in front of our house and he started painting the cards saying to people, I'm an artist, I'm raising money. Hey, hey, hey. and I'm like, I would have never had the, the guts to actually do that. He's five. He raised $35 that day. Oh, painting cards. That's, That's amazing. So but but he's just putting in say his his yeah. notes. If I said, oh, what if what if some people what will people say or you know whatever, I let him because that's my crap that I'm like I I have it like don't don't ask our neighbors don't you know don't do any of that. Mm -hmm. They just do it, and I think that children are simply inherently a very strong, very they bounce back so quickly. They're very resilient if we yeah. let them. If we let, and I don't want to, Mike. For anyone out there, my kids had great birthdays. It's not to say that they didn't. They all happened during COVID. My ten-year-old's birthday is this Saturday, and you know, my husband's was last Friday when we were all we had to cancel plans because we were in. My son got tested positive, and my youngest son, who's going to be ten, just said, "You know, can Dad and I celebrate our birthdays when we're out at the lake with Graham in August?" very mature you know to say he likes the lake it's his happy place he likes being with his grandma and that's when he's going to celebrate his birthday and he moved on and you know what they want they just want time together and we, they pick their favorite restaurants and we get breakfast lunch and dinner from wherever they choose and we're with family and that really has shown me that they, they didn't ask for that much really they're not asking they're like I, I need socks and some clothes i mean and that to me is just a function of this environment for the last three weeks or the last, sorry, three, four or five months now, wherever we're at. Nothing is normal now. We can't yeah. expect to go as business as usual. And I genuinely don't want to. I do not want to go back to the world as it was. And I think we just have to adjust. And what a great, beautiful lesson for us, but boy, our children too. How are we talking about this? Are we, uh -huh. children pick up, they don't say much, right? Right. How are we handling with this? I, you know, I tell my children, this is the greatest time of life. Aren't we so lucky? I'm yeah. so happy. They have no idea what the COVID is. Like, Mama, why do I have to wear a mask? They don't get it because I don't talk about it. Right. Well, we project that on our kids, whatever we're experiencing and feeling. And if we're anxious and wound up and worried, then that all gets projected onto our kids. And it's hard as parents. No one in the world came with a manual of how to run your life. It's <laughs> According to all of us, we have to build that. And that is, the, the, that is your podcast. That is the art of living well. Mm. The art of living well is not having a specific formula that I say, so this is how you should live. This is what works for me. And this is what I recommend. But I think that it's really everyone has to find it. Some people are very simple. They just want to live on a farm. Some people are very, you know, more city people. Some people like meditation. Some people not. Some people, you know, like different kind of nature. I think we have to find what freaking makes us happy. And that's where self-awareness comes in. Who am I? Why am I here? What do I want? How may I be of service? Write it down over and over and over again and ask yourself these questions. What am I afraid of? What would happen if I actually saw this as a gift? Actually write it down and answer it. You will be very surprised with the questions. So 
I, you know, what, what does future hold? People are like, well, you know, it's uncertainty and ambiguity and there's no safety. There's never been safety. Safety is perceived. It's imagined. We mm -hmm. have never been saved just because there's no COVID. Create your own safety in your head, right? Money does not create safety. Uh, stable employment, what is that anyway, right? So it's like anything can happen any day. So I think what we have to do is trust ourselves enough to say that, all is well. I'm taken care of. Everything is working out for me. Everything is working out for me. I affirm and declare. I affirm and declare that everything is working out for me. And the brain finds evidence of it every single day. Every single day. It just like gives you the files. So the whole energy flows where attention goes or law of attraction or whatever you want to call it. I believe that if my intention of seeing only the best and the brightest in every single day, that's precisely what I will see. What are you choosing to see? That's so beautiful. <laughs> that, that affirmation, I'm, we're going to put that all in the show notes because I think that's great. Just keep repeating that. And you're right. You can rewire those neural pathways in your brain. And even the most, you know, negative or, you know, um, pessimistic person can switch. Well, you have talked, you both have talked about this, like the, the whole neuroplasticity. We used to think that our brains, like they're, they're set, there's no more neurons. They don't, like, you know, the, we can change who we are. Absolutely. I am telling you from someone who came into this country, you guys, I barely spoke English. I went to my freshman class in college and I walked out and I asked my roommate from, from Jamaica, what did the teacher say? Because I didn't understand the word. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and I was so afraid. I was, I didn't know who I was. I came from this war, poverty mindset. I wasn't lovable, all these things. And I'm thinking, I literally have to pinch myself because I had every disadvantage of being in this country, right? Who am I married to? Where did I come from? Do I have an accent? All of these different things, the, the background. And I'm like, I, by working on myself, I, listen, personal development is a drug. The one drug that I will constantly, I will stay hooked on it for the rest of my life because it makes me accountable to myself. My life isn't perfect. No one's is, but I work on myself daily and I really choose to see the positive. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I get pissed off. I'm human. But majority of the time is like, oh my God, do you understand how blessed we are? Mm -hmm. I am so bloody lucky that I slept in the most comfortable bed and woke up and had the most delicious coffee and all of the, the comforts of the, the world today. So I'm constantly reminded if I can, a child who grew up with so much trauma and limiting beliefs and, and issues about money and I can rewire my brain, then how can you not? And I think that everyone should, should be an invitation that you can tell yourself everything is nice and dandy, but you can say, you know, it's getting better every day. It's get, I believe that it's getting better and then see the evidence of it. So because your mind will show you and the universe will show you whatever it is that you believe. In quantum physics, if you observe an object, it changes its behavior. So for example, in a lab, they're testing, there's Two, so there's two different potentiality of every scenario mm -hmm. at any given time. The one that's going to manifest is the one that we put the focus on. So where are you putting your focus on? I can get sick with COVID and I can have, have financial ruin if that is where my focus is, or I can say this 2021 is going to be the greatest, grandest, most abundant year of my life. Guess what's going to be the truth for me? 
2021 is going to be the grandest year of your life. Yes, but, but that's precisely because I'm expecting it. I'm afraid, and that's exactly what I'm seeing. And it's kind of that, you know, you can call it poo-poo, um, you know, uh, and uh, pseudoscience, but it's actual science. Quantum physics, you know, talks about that the power of intent, like you, there's a, a Dr. William Tiller in Stanford, look him up, please. He's written numerous books about this. He actually came up with a device to measure the level and the power of intention. They can measure intention, people. So intention is more powerful than the action. So if you say, I'm lazy, I just want, you know, I, I want to, I, I, I don't know how to see a way out of it. You can say, I intend to create a better life. I'm intending today to look for the positive. And then just by that intention, you're changing the quantum field around you that then interacts with your field and brings you closer to what it is that you want. Again, all science, look it up. Let's all look and think for ourselves. So I think that this, I look around and I see America as the candy store. Which one do I get first? Everywhere around me, I see opportunity and blessings. And that's because I came from. So if I can be a, a voice of a reminder of, you know, perspective and opportunity that you can poo-poo on what is happening, or you can say there's still opportunity. In the 1920s, during the, the, the Great Depression, there are still people who made enormous fortunes. In 2018, the Great Recession, right? I have never done well better for myself than in that year. So what do you choose? You choose to buy into the global mentality of deprivation and things are going to be worse. Are you focusing on, nope, Things are working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. And um, and personal development, people. Personal development is free. You do not need to hire coaches. You do not need to join masterminds. You do not need to pay anything, anyone, anything. They're free. They're called libraries. They're all over the country, all over the state. You have probably have five in your 10-mile radius. Go get yourself some books. And you have a great number of resources on your website. So where can people find you, Yasna? I am, uh, my website is www.yasnaborza.com, but I'm really mostly on Instagram, not very present right now uh, uh, on posts, but I, I'm really, really active on my stories because I feel like stories are uh, such a beautiful po point of connection. So I'm at yasna.borza and I just, I love them so much. And, you know, I do have a free mini course on my website that's about how to live a meaningful and purposeful life. I recorded it six years ago. It needs to be updated because I'm blonde in some of those videos. Okay. <laughs> but I really think that the messaging, it, it, I still have my sassy personality and the messaging is still the same. It is imperative that we simplify, I actually take people to the process for how to simplify their lives. And then what are the questions they can ask themselves? And it's completely free. And um, it's on my website, yasnaborza.com forward slash formula. And um, it is a, um, they have access to it and you can go through it on, on your own. It's, it's literally it's such a phenomenal tool of self-awareness. Yasna, you are so inspirational. Like I... I just, I get the chills listening to you talk. What you, so much of what you say truly resonates in my core being, and I agree with so much of what you're saying. And you're just, you're so eloquent. Like, oh, the, honest, honest. And I just love it. Up. I mean, it's great. 
Thank you. That is one word I would not call myself eloquent. That is like in my uh, immigrant uh, accent mentality, being called eloquent is like the greatest award that you can give me. So thank you for annoying. I, I think you're very eloquent and I love your accent. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, it's uh, for me, I really, um, it's such a blessing to be in the presence of the two of you. Thank you so much. I am so happy for the success of this podcast. I am so enamored with your partnership and I'm genuinely in love with who the two of you are individually. You know that. You, you, you would know that if I, if I didn't mean it. And I, I just love the work that you're doing. And for uh, what an honor, truly an honor to be interviewed by the two of you. So thank you so, so much. Well, thank you because thank we are you. both honored to have you. Thank you so much. Love to you all. And have a wonderful rest of your camping trips. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear more about it, but not during the trip because you won't have a no. after. After. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a, wonderful have a great day. day. Thank you. Bye-bye. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books, and one is curated for families. So there's lots of family-friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. I've made these recipes for my family and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods. And maybe you're already eating vegan, or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We wanna support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories. Um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw, you can use it or use it without the straw. And it's perfect for on the go, at home, wherever, and it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us slash products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also, just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook. 
where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.